The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies? Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. If this is your first time listening to my show, I just, I'm going to keep it real with you. You're going to get raw, uncut, no PC stuff in here. The truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God is what I stand on. I'm a Christian. I'm a former police officer. I'm pro-Trump. And honestly, the reason people like me, not necessarily because they agree with me, is because I keep it real. 100 all the time. If you're not following me on social media, make sure you jump on the social media platforms. The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum on all of my social media platforms. Let's get into this. First and foremost, I always have call-ins in the last segment. That's around, I believe, 640 p.m. 640 p.m. We'll do about 20 minutes of call-ins. The number is 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-KTAR. Let's go. So, Donald Trump and this impeachment stuff. Y'all know, y'all know because I'm in the politics. I, I got, a, I got a, a worldwide audience. Millions of people follow me on social media because of my take and honesty when it comes to politics. Donald Trump is more than likely going to be impeached. Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain to you what this means. Impeachment does not mean removal from office. Now, most of y'all know that, but just for some of the listeners who are new to politics, kind of like I was or, or that I am, you know, simply given the fact that I just started to get into this um, in 2012 when I voted for President Obama. So he's not going to be removed likely. He has to be removed in the Senate. They have to have the Senate votes. They're not going to have enough uh, Republican votes in the Senate in order to remove President Trump from office. Now, he can run again in 2020 because he would have to be voted to not be able to participate in any government elections again, that will also have to be voted on by the Senate. None of that is going to happen. So his impeachment is just a political stunt. It's not going to do anything for the American people. And let me tell you this, the Democrats' whole premise is to remove him because he's such a threat. The problem is you can impeach him on paper, but he's still going to be the president, so I guess he's not that much of a threat. This, the first time in history of impeachments, this is not partisan. This is completely I mean, this is this is completely partisan. This is not bipartisan. And I think the integrity of impeaching any president, I don't care what spectrum you're on. It, it should be bipartisan. This should be something that, that both parties can find um, some level of groundwork in or some level of consistency in for them to stand on. You know, with Bill Clinton and we all know what Bill Clinton did. You know, I mean, he he. I'm not going to go over that. Y'all know him, Monica Lewinsky. I didn't do that with that woman. Y'all know what that is. But it was both parties that saw the need to have him impeached because he committed the crime of perjury. He literally lied under oath and tried to bribe or at least convince Monica Lewinsky to change her story. And another thing that I want people to realize is that this impeachment did not start with the Ukraine call. It did. that. That's not true. This impeachment has been something that the Democrats wanted to do from the very beginning, from when Trump came down on the escalator and said, I am running for the presidency of the United States of America as a Republican. They already started the path of finding something to impeach him on. Just take this for for example. When the impeachment hearing started and everybody was hearing about the Ukraine call, what charges were they bringing up against him? What charges did they have? They had none. They literally were searching. As time went along, they went to obstruction. 
Then they said obstruction of Congress. And then they said abuse of power. You know, they, they kept going and, and changing the goalposts because they actually had nothing. They had the plan of impeachment first, and then they tried to find facts later. He did not commit a single crime. And if you ask me, they have no fact witnesses. I mean, and not just if you ask me, just realistically. They have no fact witnesses. Everyone that's involved in this is coming across as hearsay. They heard this from somebody who heard this from somebody whose baby daddy knew somebody that was a third person removed from a family friend that they knew when they were a kid. That's that's how far off the knowledge of truth and their consistency or relatability to what Trump did as being erroneous. This is not this is not going to work very well for them. And, and I don't know why they decided to do this, even though Bill Clinton actually had crimes against him. It, this didn't work well for the Republicans when they impeached Bill Clinton because his approval rating jumped. And this is at a heightened point in time in our country where the president that's considering or are going to be impeached is doing very well. I mean, forget all the tweets. Forget forget your, your, your feelings about President Trump. Look at what he's been able to accomplish. You're talking about one of the greatest economies that we have been able to experience in a very, very long time. Unemployment is the lowest it has been in 50, 60 years. For some uh, groups in America, black, uh, you know, minorities, lowest in history, the lowest ever recorded in history. You're talking about regulations and tax cuts and all of those things that are benefiting Americans and helping them get to a point of happiness and success. And and, and I'll, I'll be honest, if you're not seeing the success right now, it is reasonable to believe, given give President Trump some more time and have a House and Senate that's not trying to obstruct him the whole time. I'm, I'm sure that your quality of life will be considered slightly bit, a bit better. I'm just saying. Now, there are some Democrats in this impeachment hearing that's going to side with the Republicans. There are about, I think if my numbers are correct, there's about 30, 32, around 32 people, Democrats, and, and you guys can look this up for yourself if I'm, if I'm inaccurate, 32 Democrats that are in Donald Trump's districts, meaning that Donald Trump won their district when it comes to votes in, in the 2016 election, but they won in the primary. So the concern is that if they are on record voting to impeach President Trump in districts that he won, they are going to find a very difficult path to success or reelection in 2020. There are already Democrats who supported getting rid of the impeachment inquiry from the get go. And I think it was maybe two or three Democrats. But to actually vote to impeach the president after all this has been uh, displayed before the world. I think that there's going to be some Democrats that that turn on party lines. There's obviously at least one Democrat that want to change his party. And they were talking to a Democrat uh, somewhere in the Midwest. And she was saying that she need to really think about it. And she's not going to run party line on this issue. Let's talk about the IG report real quick. I know I'm switching speeds. The um, inspector general's report was damning to the Democratic Party and to people who believe that President Trump just made up the whole wiretapping thing and made up that the FBI was was against him. The IG report lays out very vividly the crimes that are committed. I'm going to try to explain this in a minute and a half. I'm going to try to give you all a rundown in a minute and a half. Let's go. This is this is clearly shows that there was wrongdoing in the FBI, right? Steele, Christopher Steele got pretty much embarrassed 
by the FBI. He had leaked information to the media before. He was an unworthy source. He was getting paid by the Democrats to push a dossier. That dossier was used by top-level people in the FBI to get a FISA warrant, which is a, which is a FISA court warrant, gives you the ability to spy on American citizens. They used that faulty information that they knew was wrong, it was proven to be wrong, and they did it anyway. And then they had an FBI lawyer who fabricated an email and the subject of this investigation was Carter Page, who was on the team for the for President Trump. They fabricated the email to identify him as a, a person that is not, I guess, qualified to be meeting with people uh, from Russia. He was working for the CIA and they did not disclose that to the FISA court. They got two other uh, renewals of warrants and none of those had any new information as it relates to information that was solid enough to get them, they were all relative to the original Steele dossier. This was an abuse of power. This was people in our government committing crimes and lying to get FISA warrants to monitor President Trump before the Ukraine call. See, y'all, 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 I mean, it don't take a rocket scientist to see that this is a witch hunt. And I believe that the president should be exonerated of this. Five things that the media will not talk about. They refuse. They, they run from it. We'll discuss that after the break. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. I'll see you in a minute. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Make sure you join me. We have call-ins at the bottom of the hour. or at the, Yeah, at the bottom of my hour. I only get an hour. <laughs> so 641. About 641 is where we start the call-ins. About 20 minutes of call. I want y'all to call in. I want to hear from you. 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-KTAR. Make sure you call in in our fourth segment. So let's get into this. I said five things that the media will not talk about. They will never touch this with a 10-foot pole. They won't touch it. I put four on my list, and I forgot to put the fifth one on there, but we'll get into that. So black and brown terrorism. Media will not talk about that. You, you probably don't even know that that you, – you, you may not even know that that exists, that black and brown people are actually terrorists and, and domestic terrorists in this country. Also, they won't talk about black hate crime violence – Black violence against whites. They won't talk about that. They'll never bring it up on the media. They shy away from it. And I'm going to give you a few more examples. War on police. It is a clear war on police in America. You see it all over the place. You see it in New York. You see it with the increase in deaths and law enforcement. Hate crimes against Trump supporters. They act as if it do not exist. We have seen a tremendous amount of hate crimes perpetuated against Trump supporters. I'm going to give you another scenario of that as we continue to talk about this. And then also, they will not talk about this fringe group of the LGBTQ that's literally going around sexualizing young people in the school system, i.e. the drag queen thing. Um, y'all know y'all know that whole scenario. If, you, if you're at least awake and, and you're not sleeping under the rock, you know what I'm referring to. You know the, the, the fringe group of LGBTQ that literally push the, the the LGBTQ down your throat. No matter if you're Christian or not, they're gonna push it down your throat. All of that perpetuation, if it was done in any other genre, it'll be all over the news. They will not talk about it. Let's start with the black and brown terrorists. So, post nightclub, 
was a brown, what you would consider a brown terrorist, a Muslim, going in post nightclub, a hate crime against gays, and killed I don't know how many people. I think I think he shot like 100 people in there. They don't want to talk about that. Fort Hood and Colleen, the black man that went on there and and shot at the at the military base. The the more recent Islamic terrorist at the at the naval facility. Black Hebrew Israelite shooting at the deli in New Jersey. And then we we all remember, I can't remember the story specifically, but it was a black man that went into his job in Virginia. He got fired. He went in there and shot a whole bunch of people. Do y'all remember the D.C. sniper? Y'all remember that person? They they can't even confirm all the people that that he had killed. But he had went around pretty much the whole country sniping people at gas stations. That that person, these people that I'm talking about, they get 30 minutes of talk on on the television, or they talk about them for a short period of time, and then they disappear forever. Let's talk about specifically the black Hebrew Israelites who did a mass shooting, and they were going to do way more damage than what they were able to do, thanks to the men and women in blue who put an end to that BS that they were trying to perpetuate. So there were two suspects in the New Jersey shooting. I made a video about this on my YouTube channel. Uh, so go to my YouTube channel. You can put in Brandon Tatum. You'll see it. It's called Black Terrorism. So I made a video about this. But some of y'all probably don't know what I'm talking about because they didn't want to play this on the news. This was one of the more recent mass shootings that occurred. So these two black individuals, the male was com- confirmed to be associated with black Hebrew Israelites. If you don't know who the black Hebrew Israelites are, and I'm not going to say that I- I'm, these people speak for every single black Israelite, but they are a fringe group of pro-black individuals. Y'all know how you hear white supremacy. This is black supremacy. And from my understanding, they believe that the black folks in this country are the descendants, direct descendants of Israel. They're the Israelites, the original biblical Israelites, and that they are the chosen people by God. Other people are not. They hate white people. Again, not all, but the people that I've seen, the fringe group that you see perpetuating violence, they hate white people. They hate police. They hate the government. They hate Jews. So this individual, alongside another female, was wanted for a murder the weekend before. This just happened on this past Tuesday. So the, the previous weekend, they were wanted for a murder, or they were wanted in an in, in investigation into a murder. They they were the suspects, obviously. I don't know if they've been able to unequivocally prove that. But there was a detective that um, engaged with them at a cemetery before all of this happened. They killed him. They stole a U-Haul truck, drove the U-Haul truck to a Jewish kosher deli where they specifically targeted this deli. They jumped out of the truck with AR-15s, rifles. I don't know if they were AR-15s, but they appeared to be long guns, rifles, and they went on a shooting spree. Now, they shot a few people outside. They shot people inside. The death toll was three people inside, and then you add the police officer who died um, before all of this happened. That was four casualties. The only reason that they weren't able to continue shooting, because according to the police chief in, in Jersey City, that they had ammo to do way more damage. This deli was in close proximity to a school, uh, a few other areas with high populations of people. They go in, they do the shooting, but there were police officers who were brave enough to address them, press the threat, shoot back at them. Those two original officers got shot, but they uh, recovered without serious injury. Then the SWAT team got involved. They had a shootout for several hours. The SWAT team had to literally take an armored truck and run it through the front of the building and that's when they engaged the two and they found that they were deceased along with the other victims involved in this. 
This and they, and then they also found that they had explosives. Now you tell me why this is not on the news right now. They had, they had explosives, they had ammo, and they targeted Jews. Now look this up. You don't have to believe me. Jewish people, anti-Semitism is 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 the biggest, largest hate crime in America. Some people think it's against black people. That's not true. Some people think it's against Muslims. That's not true. It's anti-Semitism. Look it up. Don't believe me. Go look it up. And it's also on the rise. The president of the United States signed an executive order to combat um, anti-Semitism on campus, but it still remains one of the, the, the or the highest um, hate crimes that are perpetuated in America. Let's go with black violence, which is my second thing that they will not talk about on television. A lot of you guys listening, unless you are privy to the stats and you look this stuff up and you're consistent with it, that I don't know if you know that African-American people in this country commit half of the murders and over half of the violent crimes in America. Now, think about this for a minute. Older women and men and and young babies aren't committing crimes. Women are typically not committing crimes. It's mostly young men between the ages of 16 and 32 years old. So you could say roughly 7% of the population is committing over half of the murders in this country. That, that is a, that's a big problem. And nobody's going to talk about that. All they talk about is that black people are overrepresented in the prison system. But they don't talk about how black people are perpetuating an overrepresentation of crime in this country. They won't talk about that on television. And I'm going to mention this because I only have about a minute left to address this topic. Um, I don't know if you guys seen the viral video. I also made that on my YouTube channel. If you go and check it out, a viral video of a young 14 year old Florida kid getting his rear end kicked on a school bus by six black kids. He's a white kid. They beat the mess out of him. We have, of course, there's more to the story, but we only heard one side. Mama came out and said he wore a Trump hat. He's been getting bullied ever since he wore a Trump hat. And these kids targeted him because he had a Trump hat on. Why is this not in the mainstream media? If this were, if these were six white kids beating the brakes off of a black kid because he supported Barack Obama, it, I mean, I, I don't know what would happen. The world will come to an end. They'll be protesting and screaming and yelling all day long. I'm just keeping it 100. I'm keeping it 100. Coming up next, what do we got? The gay agenda is back now involving Jesus. How in the world are people perpetuating? It ain't even funny. They're perpetuating Jesus as being gay on a new Netflix series. We're going to talk about that when we come back. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR 92.3. I'll see you all after the break. The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News 92.3 FM. This is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure y'all call in 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. Call in in the next segment about 640 is around the time that we're going to start the call-ins. I want to hear you, hear from you about all the things that I discuss, especially this topic. This topic is about to get heated. Right. You don't you can you can have a parody. You can joke about anything you want. Don't mess with my Jesus. Don't mess with my Jesus. All right. You can make fun of anybody but Jesus. And and I'll say this. Let me say this in all fairness. Right. So Netflix has come out with the series 
It's like a, I guess it's a comedy. They call it a Brazilian comedy. I, I, I don't even know what that means. But it's depicting Jesus as being homosexual and also his mother Mary is smoking blunts and weed or whatever, they, whatever you want to call it. And people are outraged, somewhat rightfully so, right? If you are paying for a service at Netflix, I can see you being outraged and wanting to petition to have them remove that off of the system if you are paying customer. If they refuse to concede to that, I can see you getting off the system, just not giving them your money. And then if millions of people don't give them money, they'll either change their ways or go out of, or go out of service. Now, the only reason that I feel that is justified, in my personal opinion, for people to be outraged at them trying to perpetuate or make Jesus gay is because they would never, ever do this to Muhammad. Never. No, they would never. You cannot make fun of, you cannot talk about. Barack Obama wouldn't even mention Islamic terrorists out of his mouth, probably once. You can't do you you can't say nothing about Islam. Or you or you're considered to be Islamophobic. What what about Christophobic? Christophobia. You can make fun of Christ. You can do all these things. I think it's I think it's preposterous. Now, my whole stance on it, I'm not protesting signing no petition for nothing. I'm I'm gonna cancel my membership because I have a membership with Netflix and I said I was gonna do it, I was gonna cancel it last time. If they don't remove this thing, I'm done. I'm taking my my my, my payments, my little twelve dollars, whatever I pay a month, and I'm taking off of Netflix. Because you didn't want too far. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it's an over art. It's something bigger than this, right? Some people just think, oh, it's a little parody. Why would there be a parody that Jesus had to be gay? Why couldn't Jesus be a gangster? How about you have Jesus being black? I mean, you know what I'm saying? They don't want to make a parody about that, but they want him to be gay. This speaks to um, what I believe is the fringe group of the LGBTQ community um, agenda to normalize deviancy, sexuality, whatever they want to perceive it as. And they want to make that and push that on Jesus and push that on everybody else and force you to accept whatever people are doing in their own personal life, which is not my business of doing. But let me let me say this. Netflix is doing this. Now, Netflix has already gone off the rails on other things, but they're doing this. And then you add that to trans athletes, right? These transgender athletes that are just beating the brakes off of biological women. Where are the feminists? Where are they at? You're talking about women's rights. Where are you? This is a violation of women's rights. Let me say this for anybody watching. If you're getting your feelings about this, I'm sorry. I told you I was uncut when I first came on here. Listen, you there's only two genders, male and female. You may identify as a woman, but you ain't a woman. You don't have that thing every month and you cannot produce children. Those are essentials to being a woman. At the end of the day, you're going to still have to go to the to the doctor and get your prostate checked if you're a man. You you may you may identify as a woman, but as soon as the medical facility or you get injured in a car accident and the medical staff have to retrieve you from a vehicle, they're not going to take you to the hospital and say, oh, I, I guess we got to operate on this person like that. They're, they're going to treat you what your biology represents. Now, I'll say this. That doesn't give people right to disrespect anybody. If you want to be a girl, hey, I, I ain't involved in that, but I'll treat you with respect. If your name is Lily now and it used to be Sean, I, I, Lily, I'll call you Lily. Just don't force it on me, right? You can do you. I'm going to do me. I respect you. You respect me. But when you start to push 
beyond bounds and start to infringe on other people's rights, that's when there is a problem. People shouldn't infringe on transgender people's rights and transgender people shouldn't infringe on biological women's rights. Now, let me tell you why I think this is an issue as it relates to athletics. When you're born as a man, you're biologically just stronger. And I don't care what nobody say. You've been essentially uh, muscle density, muscle mass, bone density, lung capacity. You've been literally working out on steroids your whole life. And then all of a sudden you take hormones and you're going to lose some strength. You lose a percentage of your strength. One, one doctor that I listened to said you don't lose any leg strength. So for women going into cycling, they're going to dominate. The men who transition to women in cycling are going to dominate. Obviously, they've broken records. Before, we've seen the, the, the national record. I think it was a U.K. record that was broken. A, a young lady here, identified now as a lady here in Tucson, was racing in Tour to Tour Tucson and ended up winning first place by a millisecond, I think, to a biological woman. Won first place and pretty much knocked the girl out of the, out of the running to win her first, uh, first place title. You're talking about bodybuilding breaking, killing the records. You're talking about the rugby player. I made a video about this on my YouTube as well. A rugby player that that's just beast mode. Beast mode. I'm talking about three, four times the size of these girls, throwing them around like rag dolls. The MMA fighter that, that punched that biological girl and broke her eye socket. I mean, these, these things are very, very unfair. And I'm going to touch on this real quick before we open it up to, to the phone calls. The, the drag queen story time. Now, like I said, if you want to take your children to that, I ain't telling you what to do with your children. But I do have an opinion about it. There is no reason, in my personal opinion, for men to be dressing up like women, uh, impersonate women, mind you. They're, they're flamboyantly impersonating women and then doing that at schools all over the country, distorting the image of women in these young people's minds. That That's not right. That's that To me, that's not right. Don't involve kids in this sexual confusion. Don't do that to these children. To me, that's that's a form of child abuse. But they're pushing that, and and, and the media will never talk about that. And they, and everybody want to water it down. And I'm gonna say this, and this is very controversial. Then we moving on to the callers. This is gonna lead when you get people to inch, they take them out. I'm talking about the fringe. I'm talking about the fringe, not the people that just want to live their life. I'm talking about the fringe. Before you know it, pedophilia is gonna be opened up. People are going to be trying to push for more acceptance on pedophilia because they're going to say, well, you love who you love. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I want you to call in the next segment. Talk to me about anything that I said on the, on the radio show. 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-KTAR. I want to hear from you after the break. I'll be back. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. I'm back. All right, so let's get to these calls, man. We got a few people calling in. I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a spirited conversation um, because I love the call-ins, man, to give people a chance to interact on the show. We got a few people. I can see Netflix, Netflix, and we have people wanting to talk about the LGBTQ and the pedophilia thing that I spoke about earlier. So let's get right into the calls. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. Y'all make sure y'all join me every week. Let's get to the first caller. We got Tom from Scottsdale. Let's bring him in. Tom, what's going on? Tom, can you hear me? There you go. Tom, 
Yeah, Brandon, listen. Um, love. This is my first time listening to you. I love it. I can listen to you all day. What I got to say about the uh, Netflix series is this. You made a lot of great points about it, and I, I agree with most of the things you say. I just feel like as a Catholic that the Catholic Church opened it up open this up a little to a little bit of criticism because of the issues with, you know, gay priests and priests being charged with some crimes, you know, in that kind of sort of realm. Um, but besides that, for the most part, I think you're spot on. So uh, great show. I'll uh, hang up and listen to what you have to say about that one. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Just real quick to, to respond to what Tom said is that I, I agree 100 percent. I'm I'm actually OK with people making fun of. But it, the, the problem is, is that they target Christianity, but they never target Islam. And, and you know, um, Muhammad, he had a lot of sexual demons in him as well. If you look at the Quran, he had he had some things that he was doing underage girls and stuff like that, which today's time we would think would be astronomically crazy. Let's get to our next caller, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Andy from Avondale, go ahead. Hey, hey, how's it going? What's going on? So I was uh, uh first, first comment. They, they, there is a Black Jesus show. It's on YouTube. It's hilarious. <laughs> I bet um, it will be. <laughs> Jesus was probably dark skinned I, I admit that he probably was dark skinned I don't know about if he was I mean, like Black African, but whether whether not or not, I mean the the Black Jesus show is is funny. You know they they make a lot of they make a lot of jokes about stereotypes, but everybody has the right to do whatever they want. So, but my, my thing about the, the, the gay show, the gay Jesus show on Netflix, I hear, I've seen a lot of things on Facebook right now. Um, and, uh, my, my wife brought up a great point is that all these people are up in arms about that, uh, trying to force Netflix to get, to get things off. Hey, we want you to, this is offensive to us, but everyone got mad at, uh, a guy baking it or not wanting to bake a cake for the LGBT community. So it's, it, it, People are trying to defend their own side, and when right. it when it benefits them, their 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 argument is the valid one. Right. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. That the the way you cast your vote is with your paycheck. True. If I don't if I don't support a company, I will not give them my money. And eventually, they'll either figure out what the market wants, or they will change, or they or they they'll lose their business. So 100%. I mean, I think that's the only way. Every everyone should have the right to do. And you know, if you don't support a gay Jesus show? Absolutely. Everyone has the right to have their own opinions about the matter. Vote with your paycheck, and that's it. Amen. You can't force a company to do your bidding. You force them by just not giving them your money. Amen. Governments don't have a right to force them. You don't have a right. That's, it's their business. True. I, I agree. I agree with you, Andy. Let me get to the next caller. Uh, thank you for calling yeah. in. I appreciate it. So I agree with Andy 100% in two ways. Only way I see somebody petitioning is if you are a paying customer and you feel as if you have a say because you pay. But I don't like when 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 people have these double standards, right? You have a person on one end, they say, oh, it's wrong to try to get things removed that you don't like. And then they turn around and do the same thing. Me personally, I'm not going to petition and, and go after no uh, – uh, Netflix because of what they want to put on there. That's what they wanted to put. They paid the money to do it. If I don't like it, I just remove my membership. Sort of, sort of to similar to what Andy said. Let's get to the next caller. There we got uh, Michael from Gilbert. Michael, welcome to the Brandon Tatum Show. Hey, thank you very much. I got to tell you, you're a breath of fresh air over the airways and stuff from what we normally get. That uh, basically slammed down our throats, which is nothing but. Uh, you know, uh, manipulation and lies and twisted uh, agendas and whatnot. But 
You know, the spot that you made a little ago when you were talking about the pedophilia is the next step from what we're doing right now with the LGBTQ, XYZ, whatever else they want to add on to it. Uh, something I said, too, because the next statement is going to be and why the LGBT should not be against it. We're going to see where they're going to be morally probably repulsed of it is the fact that, hey, just like LGBTs are, we, we were wired that way. It's right. not our fault. Well, you know what? If you want to take that same argument, believe me, I'm not not on the side of it. But, well, you know what? The pedophiles, they're just wired like that, too. Right. You know, they're the same deal. You're wired for, you know, man on man, woman on woman, shoving it down our throat. So why would you be against pedophilia? And that could be their platform for all intents and purposes because it goes down the same way. Uh, it's still as debased as anything and whatnot. And, uh, you know, looking at it. And the next one, really, is it any different than bestiality? Uh, right. The unnatural contact of man and man and woman and woman. It's a form of bestiality in a lot of ways. And, you know, and then pedophilia, hey, they're, we're wired that way. You know, I was born to be an adulteress. I was born to be this and I was born to be that. You have no control over it. And the last statement is I've worked with many, many gay people in a lot of different environments and distant scenarios. Every one of them have a factor of guilt and they think it's coming from society. They don't realize that's coming from deep within them and what God had created us to do. There is that repulsive thing within it. And it's only when they finally push it down long enough and, and, you know, hard enough that now they become to deal with their own guilt like any other thing that we can do that, you know, that's against the things what God would call us to do. Same thing. You, you I know, agree. Enough of that. And, you know, it's just disdainful and we're on a real slippery slope and saying, oh, everybody. And like you're saying, yeah, you, they want us to accept that, but they don't want to accept the other way coming on it. It's so, you know, two-faced in a way and double-sided on it. It's just like, hey, you want to be all accepting of all of this and want us to be that, but why aren't you, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, last time real quick, I do like the statement about Muhammad. A lot of that goes by the wayside and people and nothing to put anything down, but people really knew about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Let me tell you, you know, that's a wake up call. He was no saint of any mean shape or form. Right. He, was, he was pedophilia. He was doing some pretty sick stuff. And, but, you know, like you said, oh, don't trade on that. But, you know, Jesus is open game. But thank you anyway. I appreciate you, brother, for everything that you do, man. I appreciate thank it, Michael. Thank, thanks, uh, Michael. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, man. Make sure you check out the, the show next week at 6 p.m. So I, I have to agree 100%. My thing is this. My thing is this. If you open up the floodgates to certain things, you, you, you have to be willing to deal with it. If someone is going to make the statement to say, I was born this way, with no scientific evidence, right? There's no scientific evidence that there's a gay gene or anything like that. None, I'm not against anybody that's gay. I'm just saying there's no evidence of it, no unequivocal evidence. But let's say we take your word for it. You were born that way. It don't, it don't bother me because I'm not involved in it. So, But let's take it for face value. You were born that way. Now, if somebody says, I was born, and, and, and by default, I'm, I'm attracted to young kids, like younger kids. And I'm not saying toddlers. Pedophilia is a range. If you if you are attracted to a kid, just say 12 years old. That 12-year-old has had, uh, um, you know, I, I guess they started the maturity, maybe have had a a menstrual cycle, whatever the case may be, somebody may qualify and say, I'm attracted to that person, that 12-year-old that's gone through the cycle in other countries, they, they, they're they okay with that. In the Bible, some people were, you know, having sexual relations with younger younger women that, that hit puberty. That person is going to make that argument. In, in our society, that's the sickest argument you can make. But once you open up the floodgates, they're going to say, 
Well, I was born this way. And who are you going to be to deny them of that? You're going to say, no, you're lying. But then they're going to look and they're going to try to point towards the LGBTQ community and say, no, we're a part of this too. Why can't we love who we love? It's love, right? We can love who we want to love. And they're going to say, well, what about 16 years old? That's reasonable. And then they're going to give at 16. Then they're going to say 15, 14. Then they're going to go down to the argument of uh, a, a person going through puberty. I'm telling you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm warning you. This is where it goes. And each group begins to piggyback off of the fringe of the LGBTQ. And and, and I, I can say this with, with assurance because we've already seen it. You know, they have organizations called Man Boy Love. I've seen it. They have these organizations where they're, they're advocating that men should be able to get into these relationships with, with, with young kids. And I can echo what one of the callers said about the Catholic Church. When, when, you, when you look at the Catholic Church, you have to see that some of these things by default occurred, like some of the priests were doing inappropriate things with the boys. That, I mean, that's, that's both things. That's homosexuality and pedophilia that you've seen in the church. So some of these, you know, stark Christians want to be mad at Netflix to a certain degree, which I, well, I, I think is ridiculous that Netflix is doing this. But some of y'all want to be mad, but you should be mad at the actions of what's going on in your own church. You know, I got to be honest, like the, 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 the Bible says that judgment starts at the house of the Lord, meaning in the church. So if you don't want nobody making fun of Jesus, then you, you, you probably need to not perpetuate stereotypes of you being presenting yourself as this character that they put into the Netflix series. The number is 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. If you have anything to say or add to the conversation, um, go ahead and call in. Until we get some more people to call in, I'm going to finish just just basically making a general statement of the, the state of our union, the state of America, as it relates to the president of the United States. Those of you who listen to me, you know I'm pro-Trump. I'm not pro-Trump to the sense of saying I know exactly what he do every night in his own house, and I, and I care about everything he did before he was president. That's not my stance. I don't care what he did before he was a president. As long as it's not pedophilia or some felonious crime, I don't care. I don't care what his taxes say. I do not care. All I want the man to do is do what he said he was going to do on a campaign trail. That's all I need you to do. And you do your eight years and you go and you gone. I don't need to worry about is, is your tweets tactful or not. That's not the because let me tell you this. If we wanted to worry about tactful tweets, then the people who are politicians should have been on top of this stuff. And there would have never been a Donald Trump. If you guys don't like that, you had to bring the bad boy in. You know what I'm saying? You had to bring the battering ram. This is like the SWAT team analogy, and then I'm and then I'm gonna close it out for you know uh, waiting for next week for y'all to come back. But this is the analogy of the SWAT team. You have the the ram. The first person on the SWAT team is the ram. If the person don't open the door, boom, the ram hit the door, wood shattering everywhere, everybody screaming, and then the team comes in after. Donald Trump is the battering ram. If you didn't want it, you should have opened the door. You should have been doing what you're supposed to do. Now Trump got to come take over and take over this country and return us back to the way we should have been. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday. Y'all make sure y'all come back next Saturday, 6 p.m. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Y'all have a good weekend. I'm out. This is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app.